right. Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Woo-woo. All right. For a minute. For, okay. <laughs> I can, Take two. Hold on. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> From the Middle Age Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, I'm Hillary Livingston Butler, and this show has everything. And today we have a pop culture extravaganza movies, podcasts, TV, what have you. It's basically an oversized T She recommends. Um, obviously, joining me for this journey from the No Name Studios in Linwood, Washington, she's here, she's there, she's every fucking where. Christy Wise, Christy Wise. I just had to do that. I'm sorry. That's the Hi, best Christy. introduction I've ever had. Thank you so much. <laughs> I had to include it somewhere. I love it. Because I am very horny for Roy Kent. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> Christy and I have been sharing. Roy Get Kent, in line. Like, <laughs> We're like, no, he's mine. Um, and in a fun cameo appearance, also from No Name slash Gar Office, Gar, Gar, Gar Office Studios, it's the spaceman himself, Jeremy Holmes. Hi, Jeremy. Hello. And it's pronounced Garofis. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Garofis, yeah. Because it says office <laughs> in the garage. <laughs> I, too, I, too, am horny for Roy Kent, weirdly enough. I so. mean, it's okay. Listen, yeah. he's hot. Um, Although today I'm not in the garage, sadly. I'm in our very echoey bedroom. That's all right. It sounds but, lovely. You know, We're happy to have okay. you. It's as, as Meredith and Anne um, settle into you know, the beginnings of the Great British Baking Show, um, we love having Jeremy here. So it's wonderful. It's good to know I'm the third backer. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> we would have uh, done this alone. <laughs> You're well. We need a man to support us, so you know you're here. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're gonna have no luck with me. <laughs> um, okay, as usual, we'll do some small talk, mailbag, medium talk. Um, probably not Tishi recommends because I think we're gonna kind of like blow our wad on on the uh, medium talk. But no, you know, yikes. that's okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and how you can get involved with the show. With that, Christy, take us into some small talk. Okay, we need to talk about Emmys. Yes. I would first say my favorite part what and it's been my favorite part now. How many times have we done it? Gosh, I mean, we've done it over. So we started the show in like September, October of 2019. God, I think it's been two years or, oh or just about. I mean, it's weird. So we didn't probably do the first Emmys, but we definitely did the first Os- Oscars. And I Golden think. Globes. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, probably we've done a few we've done quite a few and it's really fun our live chats are the best yes yes, they are the best reason to have facebook in my opinion i wish all of our listeners justina i'm talking about you we're on facebook just for our live chats i know because they're really fun and justina can can use my account (laughs) (laughs) email me okay get the login (laughs) i'll give you the password Uh, uh, yeah no it was really really fun and You know, we definitely have some people that are, like, super-duper involved. We're all just, like, pinging off each other. And it's Mm -hmm. fun because, for the most part, on this, I would say that we, like, all kind of had similar opinions, which is, you know, I know it's not great to have an echo chamber, but it, (laughs) I don't know, it felt nice to be like, yeah, that person should have won. That's bullshit. So, yeah. 
Yeah, so I was just going to do a little, I mean, there was so much. It's so long, and there's a category <laughs> for every single person of comedy and drama, so it's a lot. Yeah, I started listing them off, and I'm like, oh, this is a lot. It's too much. My biggest thing of what they got wrong <laughs> is, the, well, so first of all, weirdness is the writing and directing you can submit as many shows as you want and it's single episodes. And so these shows are going up against themselves, which is very strange yes. in itself. Yes. I think it should yeah. just be the full season of work, um, yeah. but I'm not the president. Um, so um, <laughs> what is the president of the Academy or whatever it's called. Um, so this is my biggest, what they got wrong is that no one can convince me that mom and be positive had two of the seven best comedy episodes of 2020. <laughs> you cannot. And so I'm going to list off a couple shows that had better ones. Mr. Mayor, WandaVision, Blackish, What We Do in the Shadows, Shameless, and Dave. Those are ones that could have been up, yeah, but we're not. So, it's so weird. And we were talking about it before the show. And like, definitely with Mom and I think Be Positive are both on CBS. Yep. And, and well, Chuck Lorre. Yes. And okay. One, it's weird that like almost, I mean, if you think back to 2001 or something and, you know, the West Wing wins best drama, it, it just is so crazy to think of the fact that most shows are streaming shows now. Like you don't, there, with the exception of some, you know, HBO stuff, you really, really, really don't have network shows like how we did as kids where picket fences or some bullshit wins, you know, yeah, best for- drama a, a million years in a row or Frasier yeah. wins constantly or Seinfeld or whatever. Friends or Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's just not, that's not their game anymore, even though they're airing on CBS. But like, I love Alice and Janie. I love Anna Ferris. They're great comedians and actors, but like mom, I don't know anybody that watches mom. Like if my grandmother were alive, she maybe would watch mom. But like that is about the extent. My dad um, watches it. If that's <laughs> And I tried to because I do love both of them and the premise is interesting. Yeah. But I, I'm never going to watch a show that has a laugh track ever again. Never. No, it's so disconcerting. It yeah. is so, so weird. Bridget watches or has watched um, uh, Full House. Like I think she's watched almost all of it because it's on Netflix or whatever with Fuller House, and it is so weird that I'm like, oh my god, you're watching something with a laugh track, and I think to her it seems kind of foreign, but like, oh, kind of fun. Yeah, it's very, very weird. No, can't do it. No, no. Um, yeah. So let's see. Should we talk about the yeah. what was his name? Oh yes, the Queen's Gambit guy. Yes. Yes. Okay, so this guy, um, oh. he wins for one episode one directing episode <laughs> of queen's gambit and got up there and decided to he had two Ugh. pages single spaced that he just went on and on i think it was they timed it as over five minutes Ugh. he told them to stop the music three times like in a like not in a fun like oh like the, and what's her face right before um oh shoot Debbie well, i'm forgetting her name yeah, like she had just done it and she was like, no, no, like you have to stop. Which, like, okay, first of all, she's she getting won like a governor's award. <laughs> yeah. And like, we love her. She's multi talented. Yeah. Like, this is, this is like a lifetime achievement. This guy won yeah. for one fucking episode of The Queen's Gambit and he's going like, no, 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 no. And it's like, dude, come on. Like, no. Like, know where you are and, like, read the room a little bit. Just, like, move along. Know who you are. You are, like, an old white dude. Like, move along. Just, you know, mm-hmm. say your thanks. 
your agent will be okay if you like your agent's probably more annoyed right at you right now because you took too long and the optics were really yeah. really bad totally um no it is it was it was really really embarrassing and the thing is like i was listening to one of my podcasts you know one of the awards podcasts and they were saying it's really hard because sometimes you know, you want certain things to win, but then there's shows that you like that you maybe don't necessarily want. It's all arbitrary. I enjoy the Queen's Gambit. Like, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Not It wasn't, like, my favorite show of the year, but, like, you know, it was definitely a certain part of quarantine that I will always remember of being, like, fall of 2020 quarantine. Like, that is the Queen's Gambit or whatever, winter. And so I, I kind of enjoy it in that space, but, like, it's not that important of a show. Like, it's not like, oh, this, like, m- made waves. Anya Taylor-Joy is a beautiful woman. Great. Like, uh, congratulations. There was some really good acting on it. But it's not. I don't know. It's just, just like, it's, this is sort of silly. And the, the ending thing that, I, I don't know if it was the same guy, but one of the guys from Queen's Gambit, as we said, like, when he, um, they won over I Will Destroy You, the, like, limited series or whatever, he said, like, thanks for being bringing sexy back to um chess or chess but then like also let's overthrow the patriarchy and i'm like my dude like you are so basic like you're like yeah like i'm a feminist but also like only hot chicks i'm gonna please. be creepy yeah i think jeremy walked in and he goes ew gross <laughs> that, and then that he is walked out like that literally was literally <laughs> the only part <laughs> that i watched he's like way to go my guy and like just, <laughs> oh yeah, it's like was, this so uh, like dumb did so, did he get ripped to shred on Twitter? Oh yeah, yes. oh yeah, oh, okay. like immediately because I had actually turned it off right then when I saw them one them win. Let's cancel that guy. I know. Yeah. Well, I was just kind of like, this is exhausting. Well, and you know what? The thing is, canceling is fake, and also that guy is going to have a billion jobs tomorrow, and he's whoa, 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 whoa. canceling is fake. <laughs> Can we talk about that? <laughs> well, it just doesn't happen for like rich white guys. Yeah. Yeah, they'll oh, be fine. Yeah. They can. Yeah. He can weather the storm. We're invincible. Yeah, I know yeah. you are. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, let's go over some more wrong ones. Oh, um, God. I did not think that Ewan McGregor... I even watched Halston. I like Ewan McGregor. He should not have won that. Well, it's so weird to me because I saw, when I... The preview of Halston came out, and that's Ryan Murphy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is. And we were talking before the show that Ryan Murphy is very Ryan Murphy, and sometimes that's good, and sometimes that's, like, not great. Um I was really excited about it because I was like, ooh, Halston, that's kind of like fun and sexy and like cocaine. Woo, mm-hmm. this is like fun. But and, but I remember thinking like, it's weird. And I think Maybe you I'm going to get into the Emmys. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think Ewan McGregor is a very good looking guy. I like him. And I, I, you know, I love Moulin Rouge. Like, that's great. Mm-hmm. But I think it's weird when you, especially with from Ryan Murphy, when you don't hire a gay guy to play a gay guy, I just feel like, what? You know, it just seems kind of like there's plenty of gay guys that are willing, you know, or actors like you can hire somebody that will do it. And he is a really good actor. But like, I don't know. I thought it was weird. And that show didn't really get good reviews from what I heard. I didn't watch it. So like I'm speaking Mm. from just seeing the preview, but it it seemed like an odd choice. Well, it checks all my boxes and I couldn't get past like episode four. You were kind of like, okay, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's just him talking in this like accent that's like like a 70s gay yes. snob and smoking the entire time like that was the whole show that was his character yeah like, and so no affect. you did not deserve that yeah. i don't that so it's funny because the all of the actresses i feel like this is um has been happening lately all of the actresses in the category were so much stronger and the men were like 
nah, probably Leslie. I would have voted for Leslie Odom Leslie because Odom, yeah, he's I great. Love him. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Yeah, I mean, come on. Um, no, yeah, it, the women just. Um, that's the thing about television a lot of times, which makes it really exciting and why the Emmy, I do like the Emmys and realize, wow, I've seen way more Emmy stuff almost than Oscars stuff. Especially this year, right? Yeah, because it was, well, we're all home and we're just like watching movies constantly. Mm-hmm. But um, I, it's such a strong place for women and even like middle-aged women or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just women that are uh, slightly outside. I mean, they're all still beautiful but like slightly outside of yeah. the norm of like a Megan it's Fox definitely a better um yeah a better situation for them yeah. yeah yeah um let's see okay i so i am always for which is probably bad is voting for someone's body of work and yeah. so even before he died i would have voted for michael k williams i haven't even seen that lovecraft show because i think it's scary and so yeah. Yeah. um i i don't know if i'd watch it I think awarding him for just his work on The Wire. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I can't believe The Wire never got any. It's crazy. Like, it, it is crazy. Um, he's fu- like the guy from The Crown, Tobias Menez- Menzies. Mm-hmm. Menzies. Yeah. Which sounds kind of funny because you're like. It sounds. Yeah. Like- <laughs> it sounds period. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, he's fine. And he played such a good, like terrifying yeah. character. Yes. Um it was fine i just had wished that it was they were just so this is my problem i love the crown and when the crown comes on it is i love it because i can like wikipedia and i said i totally i told somebody one time i said i find it simultaneously kind of boring but completely comforting like it's sort of like and i mean boring in a good way like i don't mean it like i'm falling asleep but just sometimes there's just sort of like dun, dun, dun. but the music is so good and you kind of get wrapped up in it a little bit and, and you, you love know. a rich person so i love a rich person and yeah. i love the monarchy i, I don't love the monarchy the but like i <laughs> we love to hate them <laughs> yes and so it's sort of like fun to watch and he he does a really good job of portraying like how weak um philip is you know yes. just like he's Yes, he's this like manly man and he was in the Navy or whatever, but he's kind of a weak person and he has like such an ego about everything and like mm-hmm. can't, um, he did a really good job. He, his, um, he wasn't there, which was sort of nice because it was, they did an awkward thing where they had, um, Carrie Washington bring it out and she did this whole thing about Michael K. Yeah. Williams <laughs> and then it's like, and the best supporting actor mm-hmm. goes to, uh, Tobias Menzies. But, um, he wrote a tweet which I know tweets are sort of throwaway, but it was like, uh, you know, thank you. I'm really excited for this, but you know, Michael K basically like, you know, a Kanye speech of like Michael K Williams had the best <laughs> performance. Yeah. Um, so I was sort of happy that he yeah. recognized that actually two of the crown people. I mean, I guess we'll move on to like who was right. Um, Olivia Coleman, who, does an excellent and Olivia Coleman's just like a lovely person like I mm-hmm. almost just want to like award her for being, I want to be friends with her totally she <laughs> seems like a kick she's also like not that old like she's not like way younger she's surprisingly than, young like she's my <laughs> sister said one time like she's my age and so right. I think she maybe just turned 50 like she is not an old lady as you kind of not you but like one might paint her mm-hmm. but she um she when um what's her face one when um Michaela Cole won. She said, like, fuck yeah, Michaela Cole. Like, she was really excited. So mm-hmm. I, it was sort of warmed my heart that it was, you know, these people kind of understood. Like, yeah, The Crown is super entertaining and comforted. The amount of times it comforted me during quarantine. It The second season or something came out right after 
was it the second season or the first season came out right after Trump won. And it was one of those, like, I'm just going to bury myself in this yep. and like live in this world. So it's like, they understand, you know, where they are in this. Mm-hmm. And I like it's not that important as far as like changing dynamics, but like, it's definitely an entertaining show. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's see. It's fine, fine, fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I like the. I mean, Ted Lasso. That was a super hard thing because there were yes. such good shows going up against. There really were, and that was definitely another one that I was like, God, I've seen all these shows. I mean, I adore Ted Lasso, especially the first season of Ted Lasso. It just is like so. Gr- and and I like the second season of Me Ted too. Lasso, but the first season was just you know it was it was, it was very different than anything yes. that's on. Yeah. Yes. Um. Have you do you have you watched the Kaminsky Method? I have not, and I. I want you to prove to me that it actually exists because I don't believe that it actually. I, we like, watched I, it. We really? watched the first how many episodes, Jeremy? Like three. And I'll tell you because my dad's like, you guys have to watch this. It's hilarious. Okay. I don't need to have jokes about 70 year old white men. Like that's no. not my jam. So I couldn't get through much of it. Yeah. It's, it's I, who fine. is it? Who Who makes it? I mean, I know like Michael... Um, Douglas is in it, but it is one of those shows. I think that comedy drama. Okay, let's see. And it's on Netflix. Okay, Alan Arkin. Okay, Paul Reiser. That's right. All right, what a random. And Kathleen Turner's on it now. Okay. Yeah, what a random. It's a, such a random show. Like, yeah. and it's on Netflix. Like, I just don't. There's lots one of, of prostate jokes. Like, oh, yeah. I can't pee anymore. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, that was funny the first time. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good on yeah. on that. Um, uh, no, okay. So uh, yeah, like I, um, Telasa was great. I was excited. I I did not watch Mary Beast Town. Like I fully am aware of everything that happened in it because I listened to one thousand podcasts that mm-hmm. broke it down, like kind of unintentionally. Um, and I probably should go back and watch it because I think I would like it. But I I do. I just love Kate Winslet, and she was I, amazing in it. And I'm sure you know if I've had Botox. Kate Winslet has had like probably massive surgery on things, but like she looks roughly her age. And I really enjoy that. You know, yeah. like she looks like a 46 year old and not like she's trying to be 30. And I, it makes me happy. Remember when everyone said she was fat? No, I mean, it's so crazy. <laughs> it's so In crazy. the Titanic. I'm like looking back at that. Oh, really? oh, I was like weirdly looking today. I don't know. Some Instagram feed I follow was posting pictures of, back you know behind the scenes of Titanic and I was like I'm gonna stream through these photos weirdly and I was looking at it and thinking the same thing and I'm like I can't believe we were like she's fat because she has kind of a round face like that is about the extent of what and like maybe she weighs 20 pounds more than you know a normal starlet who literally weighs a hundred pounds. So that means that Kate Winslet weighs 120 pounds, which if she's five, four is like actually like kind of underweight. So and she had like probably like C cup boobs. Yes. So, <laughs> so fat. I mean, as Taylor Swift says, you can't have an ass without having a little bit of a stomach. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's true. <laughs> as our poet laureate yeah. Taylor yeah. Swift says. <laughs> One thing I will say about Kate, Winslet in uh, Mayor of Easttown is that she does a fantastic job of portraying a person that is just tired. Like, yes, yes, done. Like <laughs> over it, like over everything. For sure, it's like it's like when the I kids. To that. It's like when the kids spill something like at 
like we're eating dinner and Rory like is gesticulating so much that he spills his water or whatever. And I, it's not like I scream and yell because like I, whatever accidents happen. I just, my head just like falls. I'm just like, okay. Right. I guess this is what we're doing. Like, like I have to deal with like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dealing with this now. I know that I'm dealing with it and it's fine. Cause that's what happens in my life right now. Yeah. You're just like bone tired. Um, all right. So wait, okay. Let's see. Uh, Kate Winslet. Oh, writing. Yeah. Michaela Cole was wonderful. I mean, side note, I loved her outfit. I could never wear that, but I thought it looked so good. I also loved that she went right after the guy that just went on and on and on. And hers was like this beautiful poem. And like, Oh, this is for all the sexual assault, um, victims or survivors. And like, it was amazing. Like it was like, it was lean and succinct and like perfect. It was like, no perfect. It was, it was exactly what you want. And People are going to, it's going to be like quoted on Instagram feeds like yep. for, you know, time immemorial. But like she, you know, she was, she was great. And I, that, I actually have not watched that show because I think like, it's one of those shows that I'm like, I know I will, once I get into it, I'll be like, oh, I'm so glad I watched it. But mm-hmm. kind of like, I'm like, this is going to be a thing and I need to kind of gear myself up for it a little bit. A hundred percent. It yeah. was so good, but it's like, it's draining emotionally. Yeah. So, yeah. but it's, yeah. it's really good. Yeah. Um, okay. Did, did any of my shows make it on there, Christy? Uh, any, uh, what are your shows? Oh, lo- 911 Lone Star. <laughs> oh my gosh. Nor- normal 911. <laughs> Just every terrible show you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, weird, like, shows about uh, border patrol people <laughs> catching, <laughs> catching people with, like, cocaine shoved up their ass. Yeah. There's a guy yeah. on 911 Lone Star. Uh, it might not be Lone Star. It might just be like regular 911. Whatever one that like Angela Bassett is on. Um, there's this guy named Brian Safi who's on one of my favorite podcasts. And I'm always happy because I'm like, he's working. I'm so happy for him. Anyway, I feel like that, I should watch it to support him. I think that is Lone Star because what happens is Jeremy's like, we'll watch TV. And then I'm like, I'm going to sleep. And he's like, can I watch 911? And so like sometimes I'll like wake mm. up and go what's happening? <laughs> uh, I I googled Angela Bassett and confirmed that is the original 911. Oh, okay. She's the uh the the black LAPD officer. Well, yes, I'm happy yes, she's yes. getting paid. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> I I did. I agree with you, Christy. Like, I'm happy Jason Sudeikis won. And yeah, William, William H. Macy, I don't know. You know, that's one of those shows that's been on for so long. I mean, it's been on for a really long time. Like 11 seasons, right, Jeremy? Shameless? I have no idea. Shameless? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I yeah. made him watch it. He was like reluctant. Oh my God. Every time I tell him to watch a show, he's like, uh, okay, I'll get around to it. And then it's like his he's obsessed. Like, Friday Night Lights and Shameless. And this was the last season, and they did such a good job of, like, incorporating COVID into it. And well, and What's-Her-Face was gone, too, right? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, she's Amy been Rossum. gone for two or three seasons. Okay, okay. We were fine without her. Um, so <laughs> We're fine without her. why they you. didn't bring her back. It is for the last episode. episode. It was Honestly, something like she couldn't she doing? Tra- she couldn't travel and she just Please. had a baby. So like Please. they were oh, all like yeah, in quarantine COVID. together. <laughs> the whole pandemic yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I could, I would have liked him to win just for the body of that work. Yeah. Um, again. Um, but I, actually think the like operation varsity blues worked in his oh like, worked totally. against him right totally people are like mm, we don't yeah. really want to see it. we don't want a shady shady and there's Even just no there's just no way that you know 
um, Ted Lasso would just he he was gonna win like that's mm-hmm. just what was gonna happen yeah there was there was no way around it um yeah no uh, okay so moving on Jean Smart was fantastic oh my I, gosh and I, she okay. had three great shows this yes. this season yeah and so yeah I, I would so crazy she had three shows like yeah this woman first of all not to be like you know Based on looks, this woman is 70. I'm sure she's had plastic surgery, but she looks phenomenal. I listened to a podcast one time and somebody was like, Jean Smart Loki has like the best body of any person I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, she does. And we were all led to believe like with um, designing women that she was like kind of chunky or whatever. Yep. And she's like a hot piece. Like she yeah. looked great. And I loved her dress. Um, and I loved, so funny. Like she's yeah. so funny. I loved hacks. I really, really enjoyed it. That like just hit for me. That was a, that was a, a really good one for me. Mm-hmm. So um, I was happy for her. And I, I like that she and um, Hannah Einbinder seem to have like a really sweet, I mean, that, that's the stuff that made me cry the most in the show was, you know, uh, you know, when she shows up at the funeral, oh, God. Like that, I was yes. like, Oh my God, like she actually loves her. And mm-hmm. I uh, super enjoyed it. Okay. This next one makes <laughs> me laugh so hard. Okay. Christy wrote directing, writing hacks weird when shows are up against themselves. Let's talk about Zach Braff. <laughs> so, when they showed, because they like show who they put up like the picture, like Ted Lasso, and they show the writing and the dry, or the directing or whatever, and I saw Zach Braff and I'm like, oh, that can't be the right, that can't be the oh. same one. There has to be a writer out there named, <laughs> named Zach Braff. Why didn't I know that he had something involved? Did you know before this? Okay, the only reason, no, but I will tell you, I suspected only because Bill Lawrence is the. Um, creator showrunner what have you i don't know if he's a showrunner but he's a creator of ted lasso he also created scrubs so he has a relationship obviously with zach braff so i think you know zach braff is listen i will shamefully admit that i love the garden state soundtrack so like (laughs) zach braff has brought something i think he's a total d-bag but like he's brought something into my life I, at the time, maybe like Garden State. This is 2004. I think. If yeah, I revis- everyone did. I, if I read it, I don't think he's a bad director. So maybe that's mm-hmm. where we should relegate him to. The only thing I hate is that he's de- he's dating um, Florence Pugh. And I adore mm-hmm. Florence Pugh. And Me she's too. also like legit 25. And he's like older than I am. So yeah. I'm like, bitch, stay away from uh, Florence Pugh. But Jeremy, you love Scrubs, right? Uh, I mean, I watched it or bits and pieces of it. Wasn't Elliot really kind of named it. after the doctor? Oh, right. No, I just used to always tell people that. <laughs> and I used to also always tell people that E.T., I named right? them after the, uh, yeah, the kid from E.T. Um, I like that one better. My mom used to tell people that I was named after Hillary Clinton. I was like, mom, no, Oof. I wasn't. Cause, uh, like <laughs> you didn't know she, who she was when she, I was born. She was like Please. the first lady of Arkansas. You were not aware of who she was. <laughs> Um, oh, no. but it definitely, she was like, no, no. Cause my mom was sort of involved with democratic politics. So like, oh. I think she was kind of like, well, I mean, I could have known who she was. <laughs> and you're like, don't you rewrite history. Have, no. <laughs> um, and then finally supporting actress, um, Jillian Anderson, which she was great. It is so funny that she has like, I sent, I've done a little bit of reading. Apparently she did grow. She is American, mm-hmm. but she grew up well, in London. Remember she's like friends with, um, Meredith's family, remember? Right. God, we need Meredith. We need a yeah. correspondent, the Jillian Anderson correspondent. But she moved there like young and then would go yeah. back and forth. But yeah. most of her life, she's lived there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I mean, she she played an American when she was 
accepting her award. She's another person. Again, I understand surgery is involved in it, but she looks like better than she did in the nineties. Like she looks hot. Like she Mm -hmm. is a hot lady. Um, so I don't know. Congrats to her. And she, Dave and I talk a lot about Margaret Thatcher because as a kid, it was sort of like, Oh wow. This like ladies in charge. And she's Mm -hmm. like this big fire. You know, I grew up in a very like liberal household. So Margaret Thatcher was not necessarily, she was just tied to Robert, um, Ronald Reagan. So it wasn't like, Oh, I thought, but it was like, Oh, it's weird. Cause she's, we like her, but we kind of don't like her at the same time. Cause like she's a lady, but also she's terrible and she's like destroying you know, the middle class of <laughs> Great yeah. Britain. Um, and also feminism. Like, she was like, I'm a woman leader, but at the same time, like, I mean, and this was for the show, right? When she's like, yeah. I have to make you dinner because that's a woman's place is in the kitchen. <laughs> like, I mean, but it, it, it's so weird because there are times like, you know, David, I'll talk about his family and even my family. And like, my dad was a great dad, but my mom did like everything as far as cooking and cleaning. And it was like, it's such a weird, you're the like leader of, you know, they're not as powerful as they used to be, but like you're the leader of, you know, free Europe basically. And you're like, yeah, except I have to like bake a chicken or like some yeah. shitty fish or whatever for uh, members of parliament. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, it is really weird. Yeah. So all in all, it was, I was, I was surprised. Oh, and our boyfriend, we have to say that our boyfriend won. Oh God. Roy Kent. Wait a minute. He's so good. Oh, <laughs> he was okay. so amazing. All of our, the three of us, boyfriend. Yeah. And yeah. that he swore. That was amazing. Yes. Did you watch the, did you watch the uh, uncut version of, or the unbeeped version? No. Of oh, there, it's out there. It's not as like, it's so funny because the Emmys will beep like, like, so it seems like they're doing a litany. Of, right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's totally. like, he says like two fucks. Like it wasn't that bad, no. but, um, but anyway, he's very hot, cute, and I've heard him oh on God. several podcasts. And he's a podcaster as well, which I haven't listened to his show. But wait, 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 what? <laughs> yeah, he's so talkative. I he no. He, oh wait, he's not really his character on the show. Yeah, he's super that. funny he's in a real life. person. I've seen IRL, a couple interviews. IRL, he's like very charming and sort of like oh my, you know, a little bit kind of like in a Jason Sudeikisy way. Like he knows who he is he know you know he just is a, a little anyway he's a big like cinephile so he has like a movies podcast oh my god that I is know. everything <laughs> okay i'm looking it up right now i know and it's like mo- it's like movies to, it's like movies to be buried with or films like, to be buried, to be buried with. with oh yes oh my gosh this you're like amazing. i am in yep because he was like a comedy writer yeah, for the show. If people yeah. don't know this, he was a comedy writer for the show, and then he's like, "Oh my god, I'm Roy Kent." And then he sent in an audition tape, and he said, "If I'm good, then hire me. If I'm not, pretend this never happened and destroy the <laughs> tape." And then they just came back and said, "We're not looking for anyone else." And he was no, like, "He's yes. perfect." Yes, and and he, Christy and he are, hasn't been in anything else. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think acting. So. Yeah, I think he's just been writing, um, playing soccer. Yeah. <laughs> And it's I love his football. name is Brett Goldstein. Like, it's so, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if he's Jewish, but I'm he assuming is. he's Jewish. Yeah. And I love that. I love, I love a British Jews? Jew. Yeah, well, I do. My dad's Jewish, so I love a Jew. But, like, <laughs> I love, I love uh, a British Jew. Like, somebody who you're like, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Are speaking- we going to get canceled for this? <laughs> <laughs> speaking Listen. of um, hot Jews, we should talk about Seth Rogen. Uh, surprisingly hot. Oh, Seth Rogen. he's hotter. Like I've always thought he's always been one on my list, but 
amazing and i love that he just called the shit out right away and like <laughs> forced them to have to do a little um he, he's like i'm sorry we're inside uh you happening? lied to me i would have been here <laughs> like we're outside so that's the weird that's the other weird thing is though they to make it safe quote unquote they did it outside and so that's why the structure of it was so weird is because they're on a patio but yeah. then they put it in a tent with <laughs> a roof and so now you're not outside anymore it's like all so, those stupid tents outside yeah, exactly. restaurants yes exactly <laughs> and no one has masks worse. on they're sharing no. a microphone everybody's like it seemed like there wasn't enough seats at some point and people are just standing and they're like, like spit walking around straws. and spitting in each other's face like, <laughs> exactly spittling on the microphone though i will say i do enjoy um as opposed to like a theater where people are sitting in seats like adjacent to each mm-hmm. other or whatever, like, like, you know, next to each other. I do like the table aspect of it. Yeah, it the Golden kind of, Globes. It's like, yeah, I think it seems yeah. sort of fun. Like they're clearly kind of drinking or whatever. They're like convivial a little bit. Whereas at the Oscars or previously at the Emmys, it seems a little bit more staid. And it's like, totally shit. stuffy. And then the person has yeah. to like shimmy out of <laughs> yes, the row, which is so annoying. <laughs> the music's going on too long and it's like... Oh, there's so much that can go wrong. So, but that's the thing is they usually have that, the Golden Globes at tables, but they're in kind of a, a theater, like a big theater, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So they just didn't do that. They took, they didn't put them in the theater. They put them on a patio at the theater. It's so weird. So then they're closer than they would have been in the first um, place. That one other person, and like the final thing I will say is that I, if I were to win an award for... I, whatever i would be like hannah waddingham which is rebecca mm-hmm. on Ted Lasso, because she just basically like screamed the whole time she's like oh my god i can't believe i won this is fucking crazy that would be me talk about she hot reminds lady. me so much of my yeah. old boss <laughs> oh my gosh oh. totally her as her character her character reminds us of jeremy's old ceo like she is so great um but also i didn't know this so Oh, I guess we can talk about it later. But um, there's a Christmas episode that's amazing. And she sings. And Jeremy yeah. and I are like, she's lip syncing. This is already no. like a recorded song. No. And then I looked it up. She's like the equivalent of Broadway like West End star. Yeah, totally. She has like, like last year when she sang God, that's, uh, or the last season, the episode. The Frozen Song. Frozen Song. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I think that caused me to look, uh, look, look her, her up. up. And I was like, oh, she's like a she's not broadway she's west end yeah because she's like but she's like, won the same awards that would be yeah. like a tony yeah. and and she and i've read interviews with her and she's like my character wouldn't be that good of a singer so i've toned it down about three notches so like uh, she's the singing she's doing on that show is like not her full best yeah yeah oh no, she's she's freaking great and she's definitely somebody it's so weird i, I don't know how to say this She's just like one of those people that looks English when you look at her face. And I yes. don't know how to like, I don't know why, <laughs> yes. but she looks English. Like, it's not like but she with has bad teeth. teeth. Yeah, 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 it's not like she has bad teeth or anything. She just looks like an English lady. And I like, it, she's so perfectly cast as like a rich English lady. Mm-hmm. There was a, there was a show on Bravo a thousand years ago called Ladies of London. And there is a, mm, like a, was sort of the main bad person on it that they look very similar it's like very rich ladies in london just how they look they don't look like california they yes they look british uh, and i don't know i feel like i feel like with the british somebody looking british like that's going to be one of two directions yes like, there's not a lot of middle ground <laughs> no exactly they're either going to be 
all the way on one end or yes very true yes yeah i think that and and this is like a generalization i feel like british women or actors in general don't get as much plastic surgery and so that's why they don't look californian you know what i mean yes yeah even though they might have blonde hair and nails or whatever they don't because look she's, so I, we looked her up and she's a year older than me so she's like 47. she's not that old i yeah. know it's great yeah because it's she's so tall so she's one of those people that you're like oh she's older than i like i'm like oh she's older than i am and like mm-hmm. truly she was probably like a senior when i was a freshman it's not right. like she's so much older than i am Anyway, it was a fun show, and, like, I, I found that I was texting with a friend, and she said, it's funny, I've seen so many more, um, you know, as I said, TV shows than movies, and it, so it, it does make it a little bit more fun, because you're kind of enjoying it, and you, you have people that you're rooting for a little bit more, not just, like, personalities, just like, no, I actually enjoyed your body of work. So, it was yeah. good. That was, was good. good. Um, okay. All right. Thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so next, we're going to have Jeremy's going to tell us what he's been up to lately. Take it away, <laughs> just, Jeremy. Just to clarify, <laughs> are, we, are we still in small talk? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, uh, small talk often goes to <laughs> medium to large. <laughs> I know. I listen every once in a while if I think you guys are going to talk about me. Uh yeah. Okay. What have I been up to? Um, I've been working a ton. <laughs> that's that's it. Uh, I actually quit my job for Yay. a bunch of reasons. Uh, got a new job that I thought was going to be way more chill. Uh, similar to what Meredith did. Got into it and it just kind of... You're like, it, oh it, no, I don't like yeah. this. I, I was working more hours than I was at my last job and he was working, I wasn't home. Yeah, he was working at least 20 hours a day. Like I it mean, was insanity, insane. yeah. And yeah, and I was having like in person. one to two overnight or all nighters a yep. week. Like, are, yeah. I mean, Jeremy, I know that you're really smart, and I know you're good at your job, but you're not a doctor. Like, there's no reason <laughs> to be working. You're not saving lives. Hey, like, I was saving whales. landfills. <laughs> sure. I was saving the people of Seattle from sure. having to drive sure. to the place where they can recycle their batteries but on the, their own. The job he was, <laughs> he was told he was getting was not what it ended up being. And yeah. part of that yeah. is workahol workaholic and also, um, doesn't like to let people down, like including I a know. team. Yes. It's not just a boss, but it's his team. Like if yeah. someone else doesn't drive this van, I'm going to have to do it. And so he did that and he worked too many hours and I told him he had to quit. <laughs> yeah, and after um, probably about two months of it, Christy caught me on a bad enough day. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, "Say goodbye." I was like, "Okay, I actually, I actually think I do need to do this." So, I made sure everybody uh, on my team, like, we got the minimum wage do- up to twenty dollars an hour, Hell which is very exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and then I quit. And now, for the first time since I was twelve, I'm just not working. I'm like taking a little break what does it feel like i know uh it's really disconcerting actually it's it's making me realize how broken my brain is and how much my identity is wrapped up in my job yeah i think especially for like the last 10 years or so because i felt like i like have this drive to like prove myself to the world that i'm like a grown-up yeah which is which is ridiculous uh but you know i just i i'm i keep on having these moments where I'm like really upset or disgruntled or just like something feels off. And then I realize like, Oh, Hey, if I'm not 
if I'm not the general manager of Ridwell Seattle, then like, who am I? Like, what's my, what's my, what's my function? Uh, who's counting on me? And so, um, your family, you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. Of course. Everybody knows family. Blah, blah, blah. No, I, uh, I, I think that we, as I don't know, Americans or whatever, middle-class white people were like, okay, but like, that's how we prove ourselves is through work in a way and that's such a yeah. I, I I do it as well and like when I stayed home it was like I would make a to-do list when I um when I would be with like a three-month-old baby like okay today I need to do this like because I need to feel productive and it's such a trap of like you don't have to be productive all the time I mean be like a good person I don't know it's hard I mean I say that like I'm like yeah you know oh I'm the wise one but I still I still on weekends I'm like okay I gotta get all this shit done and it's like you don't really have do all of that. I, I will say that I think it was about four years ago now. I read I read this book called Bullshit Jobs, <laughs> and it just like completely fucked with my head. Uh, and basically, this guy set up a Gmail uh, account and was like, "Hey, if you think if you don't do anything at your job, if you think that like your job is a waste of time and resources, email this uh, email this thing." And then he wrote a whole book about all of the stuff that he got. And it is uh, amazing and eye-opening. And it definitely, like, planted the seeds to, uh, I think, yeah, yeah, realizing that, yeah. I mean, Jeremy, you should also say um, how many people they hired to replace you. Oh, they hired five people <gasps> to replace me. Holy shit. <laughs> so yeah. that tells you who was working too much. Yeah. Yeah. Is anybody was, like, uh, oh yeah, you did do a lot. <laughs> yeah. And he's been Yeah, he everybody. A- nobody was surprised when I quit. Like m- nobody at all. They were like amazed that I had stuck around for that long mm-hmm. and nobody knew how much I was actually working. Mm-hmm. Um and he's been gone for more than a month now, and I would say that the first 30 days you just slept, right? Like yeah. 12, slept, 15 hours days. Good. Slept and put uh put 30,000 miles on my car yeah. <laughs> as you want to do yeah that is your joy yeah. yeah no I'm I'm really happy for you though because I was I mean as a side participant I was like that plus uh, uh you know I a panoply of energy drinks what have you <laughs> I'm like you're gonna have a heart attack I do not want that to happen that's what I told him I said you are gonna have a stroke or a heart attack or something is gonna happen it's not great no. Yeah, and actually when I was telling when I was telling folks about me leaving, I have had so many people say, "Oh yeah, yeah, that happened to my dad. That happened to my mom. They were just uh they were working too hard and they had a stroke." Yeah. Like mm-hmm. like it's just this normal thing that's happened to so many people. Uh, which I feel like should be an indicator to all of us that maybe yes. this system that we have yeah. driving this whole thing is broken. Yeah. <laughs> because well- that shouldn't be the norm. Right. That is bonkers. And, and especially like, you know, for a company that you don't own. I mean, I can, the only time I see that is if it's like I'm running a restaurant that I own or whatever. Right. And I, I, this is why I would never do that is that I'm like, no, I don't really. I don't know. It's still capitalism, baby. Like they they're just going to take they want you to work as hard and pay as little as possible. Even if they pay you well, they owe you more than mm-hmm. what you were earning. So I'm happy that you got out of it. Well, thank you. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, tell your influencer story. This is what I want to hear about. Yeah. So I was out on a road trip and I was in the Badlands out in one of the Dakotas. 
I'm very bad at geography, <laughs> but ah, it's, Dakota. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's it's a very very beautiful, scenic, amazing place. Uh, just like you know those ripples in the sand that you get on at the beach yeah. as the water is going out. It's like that, but at a massive scale, just as far as you can see. Um, and I literally just Googled, you know, free camping badlands and found a bunch of people on YouTube that were pointing to this place. And I'm like, there's no way it had amazing views and it was free. And I'm like, there's no way that we're going to, uh, that I guess I was by myself, uh, that I'm going to find a place to sleep uh, here uh, because it was also like one in the morning by the time I was going to get there. But, uh, I made it out there and basically driving down the highway and you just like take a left down this dirt road and drive for two miles. And then you're up on this edge of a cliff that looks out over the badlands and it's beautiful and you can hear coyotes howling and it's uh it's pretty amazing but so i was out there uh unlike 99.9 percent of the people that i've run into while out on the road uh i don't have an rv or a van uh or even a tent <laughs> most of the time and so i just put a tarp down and was sleeping out uh under the stars and i'm laying there and at like two o'clock in the morning or middle of the night well after i had fallen asleep i hear this car like crawling down driving down the dirt road next to me and their like headlights are pointed directly at me it's like three in the morning or whatever and they're they end up driving like 10 feet by me and it's really annoying but whatever uh they're just trying to go find a spot and then like 10 minutes later they they do the exact same thing going the other way so then, like 10 minutes after that, I hear them coming back, but behind them is a diesel school bus. <laughs> like, you can just, ka, 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 like, as loud <laughs> as you can imagine, just crawling. So apparently they were like a scout, and so they get down to this spot where it's going to park, and they get out, and they're trying to, you know, they're backing up into this area, and you can, like with a backup beeper included it's three in the morning there's all these people camping around and then the couple that was driving the van start fighting with each other about where to park the van because or the bus because it turns out that they uh they were like youtube people uh (laughs) hashtag van life or i guess (laughs) schoolies are what you're supposed to hashtag schoolie uh for that but um but yeah, so they were fighting about where to park the van because they wanted to, the perfect, you know, open the doors to the van in the morning with coffee in hand and looking out over the sunrise uh, shot. And apparently they needed to figure that out. One of them busted out like a floodlight, basically, and was like lighting up the entire oh, canyon Jesus. and kept on hitting people. Man, that pic must have been amazing, though. <laughs> It was it was ridiculous. And then in the morning, they were driving, uh, flying a drone around. Oh, <laughs> at like super early in the morning, right? Yeah. At like, I mean, I wake up when the sun rises because I'm sleeping outside. So it's like 430, oh, 5 o'clock. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I love that story. Yeah. I know. I think I called and told Christy about it. And I think some folks, you guys spent like a couple of hours trying to like find them online or something. Yeah. Best friend Missy. I know. Like, I need to find them. Because <laughs> usually those people put their hashtag on yeah. the bus. Yeah. But didn't you didn't enough. know. And so now yeah. from now on on your road trips, you need to look for the hashtag. There's a, no, there's an Instagram feed called like in, influencers in the wild. And it's like <laughs> you capture people who are doing like dumb stuff. And actually the other oh day gosh. I was driving around or I was walking around downtown, um, 
Austin and it was a really pretty day and I just saw people it's so embarrassing when you see people like taking pictures when you're like oh you're trying to show your best self and there's like a mm-hmm. random part of it I'm so embarrassed for you like oh stop it's like all just for likes and it's really embarrassing mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you captured them, Jeremy. Makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Cause there's yeah, I'll like... have to go check out that Instagram account. I, I, I have a lot of content for them. <laughs> You're like, boop, 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 here you go. Um, well, it's fun because there's like nobody else that I... Like, I'm, like you, Influencer and Jeremy are not things that I like put in my head right? together. So uh, it's a perfect well, collision. <laughs> no, it is. It's perfect. It's a good thing. Yeah, well, it is. there goes my plans for that job. <laughs> <laughs> Damn um, it. So, also, you have some feedback about the space episode. Oh, yeah. Yes, I do. And this this will also be touched on later. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm assuming that my invite to the show was maybe lost in the mail or I haven't been super on top of my Facebook messages because <laughs> I didn't see that. But, I mean, like... My, my name on Instagram, like everywhere, is literally Dadstronaut. Like I have, <laughs> I have part of Astronaut in in all of my online stuff. Uh, so I was, you know, I'll be honest with you, I was a little, I was a little bummed about that. Sorry, uh, you know, it is, it is what it is. But honestly, one of the things that bothered me most is at the end you had no Tishi recommends. Like fucking go outside and look at the stars at night. How about that? It's nature, you know, man. This amazing, awe-inspiring thing that happens every single night. Like you know, I don't know. There's so many cool space-related things that you could recommend. Uh, especially, yeah, Anne is a fellow space nerd. But yes. uh, I don't know. I'm. So, I didn't mean to get that. No, uh, I'm. I am <laughs> sorry. I love like how dadish you are like dadstronaut is so perfect because the people i know that are obsessed with space like actually i was thinking about the episode a couple seasons ago of the crown where it was the uh, (laughs) the moon and he's just like everybody watch and like my dad is so like anytime you know the mars rover does anything he just like stands still like this is the most amazing thing ever and it's so and, and cutely dad in the way of being obsessed with space and i love it i think it's so i think it's very cool i mean i like space too but there's like a there's something that like tugs at the hearts of dads about space and i don't know exactly (laughs) what it is but i love it 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 was probably because it was one of the only ways that i could actually relate to my dad yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah. you're like we can nerd out about this and and not have to talk about like politics or whatever yeah 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 or anything with feelings or emotions, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you channel your feelings into, like, you can cry over space, and that's, like, not gay or anything. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and boy, do I. <laughs> I know. I'll be all the time. <laughs> all right, um, is that your, you're done with small talk, Jeremy? Yes, I can't believe this is still small talk, <laughs> by the way. Like, um, I'm looking at the run sheet, and the first uh, three quarters of it are oh, small talk. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, all right. Well, I love having new small talk infused, so it's very exciting. It's not a big deal. But we're going to move to the mailbag. We had a couple of letters from um, non as as we've discussed previously, non-Facebook users, which, again, hit up Jeremy if you want access to Facebook without actually being Facebook. <laughs> we'll give so. you his password. <laughs> and uh, while you're in there, answer some of those messages. Yeah. Haven't, like, haven't you're like, yikes. Um, okay, listener Bob says, Hello, lady dudes. If you ever decide to start using audio drops, here are my three suggestions. 
Number one, Anne, are you listening, Gwen Payne? <laughs> number two, Hillary, shwoo, which is something I do say a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, three, Christy, I have questions, <laughs> which actually is <laughs> perfect. So, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, a good starter kit of drops could uh, to be used liberally and at all places in the cast. Uh, so my hobbies, one, sourdough bread. Meredith pretty much spoke for me here, so I'll just say that I have been doing it since 2017 slash 2018, and I agree that it's an art as much as a science. Um, I have a scan of her. Been experimenting. Um, shoot, I lost my place mm-hmm. in line. Been experimenting with heirloom wheat species like spelt, einkorn, kamut, which because of their low gluten content make for challenging baking and like Meredith said it doesn't taste it doesn't it usually doesn't taste bad you might just be looking eating what looks like a frisbee instead of a nice puffy boule okay uh Meredith needs to be on for this um music (laughs) number two music if you've been doing it as long as I have it will cease to be a hobby at some point because someone will have hired you to play for some occasion somewhere I don't know uh what to consider it because it is very much a part of who I am and I am uh and I, I am that I often decide define myself by it. I'm sorry, I cannot read today. Birding. This is one of the most frustrating, and that because I don't do it regularly enough. I still am a beginner in terms of how many species I've seen. Part of it is some vision issues, cataract, corneal issues, um, that limit my vision. The other is that I can be somewhat it, that it can be somewhat of a competitive hobby. I often feel embarrassed that I have some good equipment but little to show in terms of my knowledge. Once I resolve the vision thing, some eye surgery in my future, I hope to get back at it. Also, it is a great way to get out in your natural area. Um, Wait, what what hobby was that? Birding. 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 Did, did they say it was competitive? I'm I sure there is. Like, it's like to see, you know, all the stuff that you can see. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Is there like a, like a Pokedex of birds? Kind of. I think so. But you could just lie. That's the thing. I have no idea that uh, birding was competitive, but. Well, there's there's actually a movie (laughs) that I have never seen with like Steve Martin and Owen Wilson and like Jack Black, and it's about like competitive birding. What? Um, Why haven't I seen this? Because I don't think it's not good, but Mm. uh, like it was definitely (laughs) one of those ones that were like, maybe this won an Oscar. It's like sort of serious and Mm -hmm. it's about, you know, it's not, it's like comedromedy kind of deal. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't like, I don't love birds. They're fine. Like some birds are really, like when I see a cardinal or something, I'm like, oh, a cardinal, that's pretty. But otherwise I'm like, mostly here it's like, um, crows and, and evil uh, birds you yeah, have. yeah 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 and they're grackles just, or yeah whatever. grackles and i'm uh, like oh, they're just like boring those give birds. me the yeah, bad feelings they're yeah. very like the birds were like in the winter when it's sort of dusky outside and you're driving home and there's uh, one thousand of them you're like Ooh, i feel bad yeah i peck my eyes out it's bad yeah. i really want to befriend a uh, fleet of crows <laughs> I feel like I now's the time too. Like I have the time to do it. We got crows. <laughs> Chris, you need like to talk that. to little Gus. Yeah. He does that. Are you serious? Yeah. That's, oh my goodness. That's what he started in quarantine. He like Maybe we'll start a podcast. Yeah, you know. <laughs> actually. You know he's got the equipment. Get mm-hmm. after it. That's yep. true. Yeah. Oh, little Gus. Um, okay, then Justina says, yeah, if it involves textiles, I can pretty much do it. I'm very impressed. But my favorite, that's me, editorializing. Mm-hmm. But my favorite thing to do is embroidery. I'm that rare duck that likes both counted and uncounted types of stitching, cross-stitch, 
hard danger, drawn thread, canvas work, stump work, black work, you name it. I enjoy it. I had to take. Me too. Oh, Never heard of most of that no, stuff. at all. I have had to take a break due to arm problems, but I'm slowly ramping mm-hmm. up again. I'm terrible about documenting via photos. She's not an influencer, um, mm-hmm. but I threw together a few things. I actually have my photos for y'all to see. The link should be in your OneDrive. You should, you should get it, whatever. She sent it. I'm very happy to tutor, coach, or whatever. If anybody wants to try something, so let me know. Justina. P.S. I made latch hook rugs when I was a kid. Jeez Louise. In 1996, I bought and made a small rug hooking kit. That was fun and different. This is rug hooking that she links. P.P.S. If I get motivated and document my many pieces, most of which are not framed or anything, I'll send that along, but no promises. Well, I'm impressed because I But can't just do it. what we saw was amazing. Yeah, yeah it was so amazing. I'm and never I- showing her the um Ted Lasso cross stitch <laughs> I'm doing. <laughs> um I'm so not crafty to like an embarrassing degree that I am always amazed when somebody else can craft. And um also derives joy out of crafting because to me when Bridget comes home and is like, We well, have to make I'm like <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not gonna like I would Dave is better than I am I have terrible handwriting and mm-hmm. I don't have spatial recognition qualities and I, I don't know my hands don't move right on to question of the week responses which we got quite a few I'm gonna kind of like speed through these and maybe not read everyone because we got a lot which thank you um, I, I have a quick question yes um, do you, how many of these do you think are hobbies and how many of them do you think are aspirational hobbies? And please know that I say this as somebody with a lot of aspirational hobbies. Honestly, I feel like a lot of these mostly because like if I'm friends with them or they've commented a lot of them, I think that like these are actual hobbies that they do. But, I, you okay. know, I'm also yeah. easily... Um, I'm gullible, so, you know, maybe they're trying to snow us. <laughs> My favorite hobby is dismantling the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we all laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's never going to happen. Um, okay, these are the question of the week responses of what is your hobby. Daniel says, building scale models, which, wow, cool. Um, Gregory says, can turning hobbies into jobs be a hobby? And I think Bobby said, that's a jobby, which is so dorky. I can't even handle it. Um, Laura says reading, cooking slash baking and the recently added exercising, which is like my boring hobby is exercising because it makes me not as angry. Um, Amanda says, I like to knit, sew and garden, but in three weeks I'm getting a puppy. So that will be my new hobby. Um, the kids keep asking me for a puppy and I'm like, no, Absolutely not. Um, Margaret says, wine and mead making, hiking and sewing, but I don't have time for any hobbies right now, which makes me a little bummed. Um, This one I want to highlight. This is my friend Rosemary. She says cooking. And my friend Rosemary from college, who is lovely, she um, won a contest in Nashville for like the best, uh, like I I can't, it's like the best amateur, like hot chicken baking contest. And she's sort of transitioning it. She's an attorney, but she's sort of transitioning it into like a pop-up. So she's, this is not, this is going to air after, but on Sunday she's having a little pop-up of like her, and it looks delicious, like, uh, Rosie's hot chicken legs. So I I might put a link into it because you should do more. Yeah. Or do it before. Yes. Yeah. I'll promo her because yeah. it's her stuff is really good. And she's she's gotten she's gotten awesome out of I'm very proud of her. Um, Daniel said he wrote a like a, a longer one, which you can read on the Facebook page. But he is he's he's always generally doing a jigsaw puzzle. Is yeah, he's a master puzzler. It, it sounds yeah. like I know. I want to see how fast he does it. That's, mm-hmm. I want like a time lapse. Me uh, too. Because I'm very slow. I love it. But I'm slow. Yeah. 
Um, Jenny says, all things beer, drinking it, reading about it, talking about it, growing hops for it, visiting breweries, and brewing it at home. I run, too, to work off the pounds that the beer can put on. <laughs> it's a nice little life cycle. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Linda says, I read, do crosswords, play ukulele, and walk. Real exciting stuff. You play the ukulele. Like, that's yeah. ukulele. I, that is... Um, a lot. Does so. she play it while walking? Because it does sound <laughs> that way. The structure. It does. Because that uh, would be amazing. Sean says cooking and recipe development, which like, wow, I can like follow a recipe. I realized the other day, like I don't mind cooking, but cooking, I derive no joy out of cooking or baking at mm-hmm. all. Like I don't hate it, but I don't derive joy. You know, it doesn't bring anything to my life. It's just like, I need to get this done to like, feed my family or feed myself or whatever check and the to-do box off yeah Other people eating it is what i get excited about yeah, yeah, yeah. when it comes to baking and yeah cooking, yeah you're like do you like it <laughs> left <laughs> um, my own devices i just don't eat um sean um it is really good like i follow him on facebook and he posts all the pictures of these recipes and it's amazing that's pretty cool yep. that's very cool uh, Lane says overthinking is probably my biggest hobby. I mean, Same. join us. Yeah. <laughs> but the normal answer would be exercising, uh, walking, playing, walking slash playing with slash training my dog, reading, listening to podcasts, brewing beer, cooking and baking. Uh, baking is a very strong category amongst yeah. our listeners. Uh, the Anne hive is strong amongst <laughs> these uh, ladies um, and gentlemen. Baking, biking outdoors at a casual pace, two screening TV. Does napping count? Yes. Yes. Um, I'm so excited to nap tomorrow. I can't even tell you. Uh, cooperative, cooperative strategy, tabletop games, going to Disneyland. Previous annual pass holder. Actually, Megan, I need to talk to you because I need to get up on taking the kids and I don't really want to. And I feel very overwhelmed. Ugh. I know. There, there should be a business where you can pay to have somebody else take your Please. kids. Please. Oh, uh, you know what? One of my best friends would do that for you. She I, is. I a, she pay. lives oh. here and is the Disney season ticket holder. Lord mm-hmm. in heaven. And just went. So, mm. yeah. I can't. <laughs> I'd rather go to Europe. Like, it's the same cost. I know. <laughs> I know. Anybody out there, if you're listening, give me some Disneyland slash world. I mean, my kids want to go to world, which, whatever. I rather, I was like, let's turn it into Disneyland because, like, you know, I used to live in Los Angeles. We could make it, like, yeah, a day I mean, trip and then fun. go to Los Angeles. And they're like, mm, we'd prefer to go to Disney World. Oh, my God. God damn it. Um, let's see. Um, I'm a li- This is Julie. I'm a lifelong dabbler in various arts and crafts, but knitting and quilting slash sewing are the ones that I keep returning to. However, I read or listen to audiobooks and podcasts more often than I craft. Don't we all? Um, Susan says gaming, reading, and poorly written Regency romance. Non-horny <laughs> corner. Oh, come on. Get into the horny corner. Yeah. Buying art supplies because the time I am sure we're sure going to use them. Uh, seriously, I am watching Korean dramas, trying to decide on a name for kitten I've had for six weeks. Ooh. I wonder if she's seen um, Papa Q's. Uh, remember, he was in a soap, a Korean soap. Right, right. I'll find out the name and see if, see if ask her if she's seen it. Um, Nathaniel says, lead singer in an 80s cover band, Danger Reef. Well, that was the one that I was like, what? I'm, that's awesome. That's yeah. very cool. Danger is a cool name. It is a t- very cool name. <laughs> um, Carolyn says beadwork, and I don't know how to pronounce this. Hmm. Kumihimo, mm-hmm. the art of Japanese braid making. I'm very interested in it. Yeah. This is a project that combines both um, 
I also theoretically knit, but I have a hard time following patterns, patterns, so it's mostly garter and stockinette pieces. I know if I put time, I would get better, but yeah, yeah I mean, everybody is like that. Um, I'm trying to learn, this is Elizabeth, I'm trying to learn to crochet, not going well. I've done some embroidery. I really enjoyed that. Cooking, reading, TV, and podcasts, as well as we build, uh, as a family, we build Legos. That's, uh, I said Elizabeth, it's listener bet, and she posted some pictures of her Legos, and I'm very impressed because I have no time for Legos when my kids are building them. I'm like, I will throw away Lego pieces if they're just like <laughs> off to the side. I'm like, goodbye. Yeah. You're on. Um, Amy says knitting, spinning yarn, weaving, roller skating. Amy, we're well aware of that. Yeah, we know you. <laughs> we love you, Amy. But yes, I know your hobbies. Um, and uh, Sister Jessica says singing barbershop. Not the greatest COVID hobby, but we oh got creative. <laughs> She's heard they're good. Yeah. yeah. She has a lovely voice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thanks, y'all. There were a couple that I didn't read, um, but I we appreciate y'all, and I love reading all of them. So keep joining. I, I, two quick questions for, for you guys, and mm-hmm. uh, we can just even go a yes-no response or whatever, because uh, I know we got other stuff to talk about. But uh, are cats or dogs? Dogs. Dogs. Uh, what was the other question? Oh, yeah. With this exercising thing, and Hillary, maybe maybe you can speak to this. Yeah. Uh, what, like, you said it was one of your ho- hobbies. Do you actually, you're like hanging out at your house, and you're like, you know what I really want to do right now on this Saturday afternoon is is go for a jog. I mean, I and don't. you actually want to? I don't run. No, no, no. I mean, yes. Some, like, okay. So, like, if you ask me right now, tomorrow I'm going to do my body combat class, which right now I'm like, cool. I'm super excited about doing that. Like, theoretically, I'm stoked to do it because I know what it feels like after I've done it. Body combat? Well, it's like fake kickboxing like it's like boot camp yeah and it's like you're like punching the air kind of stuff um i love it theoretically when i'm five minutes from doing it i'm like i don't want to do this but like yeah i know myself and this is not like a you know like this weird kind of thing where i'm like i have to exercise to like be thin or whatever it's more like i feel so much better once i'm done with it like i have to remember Mm. like how i feel when i'm done with it meaning like I get out of my head a little bit. I'm thinking about the choreography of the moves and I get my heart rate up and I just, and it makes me, even though I do get out of my head, it actually clears my head a little bit and I can think about other things that aren't like work or, you know, the kids or something. It's just like, I'm thinking, Oh, I I need to do this. And it it just is more Mm. beneficial to my life because truly my, um, my like relaxed state, like what my natural state is, is doing absolutely fucking nothing. Like that is my normal state, which mm. is fine. And I la- allow myself to do that. But, um, but then like kind of at the end of the day, I sort of feel bad. And it is sort of that, what you were talking about, that kind of like productivity paradox where I'm like, oh, I haven't done enough today, but I don't know, for whatever reason doing that, just like one brings me joy in that. Like, I, I don't know, I exercise my body and my brain and two, I don't know. It just is the one thing where I'm not in so inside. I don't have my like narrative going on the whole time. Like yeah. uh, Dave and I one time were talking about, do you have, this is actually a good, kind of a good show topic. Do you have like a running commentary going on in your head? Like now I'm doing yes. this and this, I'm doing this and I'm, I need to think about this. Dave said, no, he doesn't like, it's just, he doesn't have a running narrative in his head and I hmm. have a running narrative going all the time so sometimes exercising to me like shakes it out of there a little bit so i'd like yeah it kind of rests my brain for a second yeah 
Well, that. Jeremy, the, body it's combat, a weird... by the way, is the only kind of like fighting sport I've ever been interested in. <laughs> I like that body combat. Anyway, um, sorry, Chrissy. Go Jeremy, ahead. it's such a weird thing that you ask that question when you go on walks to do the exact same thing every day. Yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't say like I don't know. I I in my head, I'm not doing that for exercise. I'm doing it for all the like mental health. Well, reasons that Hillary was just talking and sometimes, about. Sometimes it is just like a walk. Like sometimes it is just like I and I'm not I don't walk at like a clip. It's like I'm walking at kind of a semi leisurely pace, I think, most of the time. But it's like this is what I do to get especially now that it's nice outside, it's not, you know, surface of the sun hot that I can go outside and sort of stretch my legs and it just feels good to move my body in a certain way. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's the yeah. Yeah, hobbies. I, <laughs> I, I, I do think though. My, I mean, Christy and I are very similar in that. Like, my hobby really is like listening to podcasts and watching TV, like that is or movies or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. and and I love it. Like, I do actually love it. That's not something I feel bad about or ever feel guilty. I w- kind of maybe wish that I enjoyed like crafting, but it's just not my personality. I'm never going to do it. But I think it's very cool that other people do it. So that's mm-hmm. kind of my. I like to look at other people's crafts. For sure. For I'm sure. I'm a big fan of crafting. You that like my, other my people to do it. My garage is like a giant craft. Oh, that's true. Uh, <laughs> craft room. <laughs> that is very true. Um, anyway, hobbies, hobbies. Um, okay, moving on to medium talk. So um, we knew it was just going to be Christy and me and then lovely Jeremy joining us. So we wanted to talk, since Christy and I share you know, a love for all things kind of media oriented pop culture. We're like, let's talk about our current pop culture obsessions. Now I limited it to three. You don't have to. I just thought we might be here all night if we just kept going. So I was like, three seems like a good number. Um, anyway, so, and, and, and Jeremy asked, like, does this have to be like TV or film or whatever? And it's like, no, it's just sort of like the thing that you're like kind of obsessed with right now. Like, what is your, like, what does your Tishi recommend? So Jeremy, you go first, tell us what is your, what is your first? Yes. My first is, uh, uh, driving around the country and learning about history. (laughs) I think that's awesome. Uh, which I, um, Grew up in a like evangelical Christian home. I was homeschooled after second grade. And so my like grasp on pop culture and I mean, really everything, geography, history, (laughs) stuff like that uh, is, you know, a little behind. So the earth is like what? Like 5,000 years old. Yeah. 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 I actually read an entire book called Scientific Creationism that was all about how to how to prove that the earth was 5,000 years old with science. Oh my goodness. Well, Uh, also, turns out you can't do. (laughs) And and he loves museums. And anytime we go, he gets so mad and just cries because he's like, (laughs) when we (laughs) when we visited you in Austin, we went to the Texas State Museum. Yeah. And he was like, halfway through, he goes and he's like, did you know that Texas used to be Mexico and we stole it? And I was like, yeah. yeah. And he was like, I'm so mad. And he was like crying and like so pissed. And so I feel like that's a lot of your journey. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And lately my obsession has been with like the expansion West, you know, like yeah. the 1800s. Like Manifest my Destiny only... kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My my only experience with that is, uh, prior to this was like Oregon Trail video game. <laughs> uh, and then we spent a year learning about the Civil War and like 
my takeaway from it was that a big part of the war was actually about states' rights. <laughs> uh, and that's like my learning about that time in history. And so I've been driving through the Midwest, like going on road trips. I don't know. I think I've put a hundred something thousand miles on my car in the last year, just like driving all over the country. Uh, and like I started, you know, you drive by all these historical markers and stuff. And so I started just always pulling over at them. And like Christy said, starting to learn things that enraged me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then I, I, what was it? Oh, I, I was looking for a, a, an audio book on the last trip I was on and I just searched Great Plains and this book came up uh, about the buffalo. Uh, it's called American Buffalo in Search of a Lost Icon. <laughs> and it, it talks basically about the history of the Great Plains and, uh, you know, kind of through the lens of the buffalo and it's this dude that is his entire life has been obsessed with buffalo and he drew a like won a lottery to actually hunt uh and a buffalo up in alaska and so the whole book kind of flashes back and forth between like de depictions of history and his life prior to that and then like his the him actually like hunting the buffalo and and what it was like and I have no idea why, but it like fully sucked me in. And That's so cool. now I, I just drive around and, you know, like last trip I was on, I was driving through Eastern Oregon and I, there was like a, like St. Joseph or, um, uh, Chief Joseph. I don't know why I said St. <laughs> Chief Joseph, you know, a grave site. And I'm like, I'm gonna go check that out. So I pulled over and then I just, you know, went into the podcast app and searched, you know, Chief Joseph and the name of the tribe that uh, he was a part of, which I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Uh, and, you know, started finding podcasts uh, that talk about it. And I was a little scared trying to find stuff that I was going to really consume because um, so much of history is whitewashed. Yeah, oh yeah, and, yeah. And I don't have enough like. I don't I don't trust that I have enough information to be able to like spot those. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I found this podcast called How the West Was Fucked. <laughs> and it is like incredibly well done. Uh, and they cover, you know, basically the 1800s for 200 years. Uh, and it's it, it was has been really interesting to listen to. So I would I would highly recommend that. That's really cool. Um, Dave downloaded a friend of ours told them to download some like texas history marker thing so like anytime you're passing something it'll be like there's a you know there's a little plaque you know those little historical plaques or whatever and he loves it but again i think we're all sort of learning you know as three white people and my husband included it's like so much has been skewed even if you grew up in the north or whatever um so much has been skewed through whiteness and it's so like Dave and I often talk about how, like, if I were a black person, I'd be like, let's burn this motherfucker down. Are you right. fucking kidding me? Like, every step of the way, you have, like, I've been, like, pushed down and, and you know, Native people and all that. You're just like, are, like, seriously? And now you're trying to paint me as, like, some revolutionary. It's kind of, as a 40, almost 43-year-old, you're like... I need to repaint how I look at all of this. Like everything is sort of fucked. Like I, I talked about it a long time ago when I read the book about the Alamo where it was like, Oh yeah, you know, my kids are 
are learning like Bridget's learning Texas history right now. And I'm like, I want you to show me what you're learning because mm-hmm. I mean, I want you to do well on your tests, but I also, th- there's a little bit more nuance now, not much, but there's a little bit more nuance. And it's like, no, it wasn't like these grand white people that were defeating the Mexicans. Like it's such a, it's such a skewed history. And it was all painted by like the daughters of the Confederacy or the daughters of the Texas revolution or the daughters of the revolution. You know, it just is, it's it's good that we're coming to it. I'm embarrassed that it's taken me so long to kind of realize it. Even as like a liberal person, I, it's like, oh, no, this is like the history. This is what happened. And it's not real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I I am. It's horrifying. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. It is. It is. It is. I, I'm like, I want to just leave because like I shouldn't be here. But I don't if I go anywhere else, I'm just doing the same thing. I know. Like, I, know. I don't. I know. It is. Yeah, I mean, like war crimes. Well, I was, I was, and and we're proud of the flag. I know, I know. Well, I was when I was in real estate classes like three years ago or whatever. You know, they they teach you about all the things you can't do anymore. And it was like once upon a time we did redlining, and it's like you we didn't learn about that in school. And I didn't. I mean, I knew that segregation existed, but I didn't know that people were like not even effectively. They actually were like barred from buying in certain places because they wanted to keep them like white enclaves and they put mm-hmm. restrictions and like, you know, CCRs on things. And I, it's like, every, and that wasn't that long ago. Like when my parents were teens, like there were still, or like maybe younger kids, there were still like white only bathrooms and places you could sit. Like that wasn't that long ago. My parents are alive mm-hmm. and very alive, you know? Yeah, it's pretty. I feel like around here we learn. Oh, it's the South. They're super racist. We're fine, but like redlining happened here. We still get like um, classism, gerrymandering for even our school districts. Like, and it's still happening. Like, yeah. So I feel like Jeremy blamed a lot of like he blamed a lot of like not knowing things on homeschool, but at the same time. There was the, no. I didn't learn it either. And I also went to school where I took history. Or I went to college where I took classes that were history, adding people back into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I didn't know some of the things like it's a great time to be learning history. And I wish yeah. that the curriculum for all ages was better Re- reflected it. I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when Malcolm X, the movie came out and I was like, well, I mean, I've heard of him, but he was like the bad, he's one, the bad right? guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's the bad one. Like Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. we were always taught that ba- Martin Luther King was the good one. Cause he mm-hmm. preached nonviolence and yep. Malcolm X was the bad one. It was like, well, I mean, and they did that because Christian versus Muslim, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, and, and lots of other reasons. Angry yep. black guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Anyway. Um, well, Jeremy, I'm happy that you're, you know, learning to, yeah, yeah. We're, we're all learning. <laughs> Yay. Christy, Christy called it, uh, my own version of critical race. Theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Just playing catch up. Um, okay. I'm going to go next. And on a very like <laughs> non, um, like non-serious note on mine. Um, I just started watching the other two, which is on my beloved HBO max. I think the original series was not on or the original, um, season I don't think it was on HBO Max, but anyway, um, it's a story or it's a, um, it's a show about two older siblings of like a 13 year old, like a 13 year old, like Justin Biebery type of guy. Yeah. Well, he, I just started watching this show. It's so fucking funny. And he like, they're older, like they're 30 and he's 13. Mm-hmm. Um, what's her face? Who's the mom? Um, it's, uh, Molly Shannon. 
is the mom and she has a very oh, is it molly shannon yeah it's molly shan she's the mm. mom <laughs> anyway so these guys are they're like you know both trying to make it the the man the the man sibling is like trying to make it as an actor and the woman was a dancer maybe at some point and she's kind of just like trying to figure out her life anyway it really scratches like a 30 rock itch for me um Mm -hmm. and that it's like they're sweet to each other but they're um you know obviously like it's very sarcastic and there's one where carrie the the man the um son the older son is trying to get in he's gay and he's trying to get in with the insta gays and i was like dave and i were like dying laughing so funny oh <laughs> so, my god so so funny and then in the premiere i haven't finished but the premiere of season two carrie is um working for like e basically and he's mm-hmm. on the show called like what is it called it, like he interviews people and they're it's like they, he asks three questions it's called age network net worth feet and it's yeah. really really <laughs> no. really funny um anyway i there the shows are like the episodes are like 22 minutes and you just like breeze through them and i, I think i'm gonna finish it this weekend but i really really enjoyed it i at first i was like oh it's gonna be like it's always sunny in philadelphia which is a show that like when i watch i think is funny but it's just like a little bit too mean-spirited for me to like it's not mean spirited. There's just something about it that I just I never the the characters never feel feel real to me. So I'm always like, eh, I don't know, I don't love it. This, but this one, I just it, I loved it. It was it was really yeah. funny. So well, also it. those people on It's Always Sunny are the most terrible people ever. Totally, and yeah. These ones are all nice, and so yes, and they make some bad decisions, mm-hmm. but they're like, like they're broken in normal ways. We're like. Yes. It's always sunny in Philadelphia where they decide to be crackheads so they can get on welfare. Like, that's not relatable. Jesus. No, no. Yeah, it's like a little bit like, oh, yikes. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, not to you, Christy. <laughs> um, also, Wanda Sykes has some cameos. Oh, she is fucking hilarious. So hilarious. My only complaint about the show is that I have to wait a week for the next episode. I know. I know. I'm such and a like, baby now. I'm spoiled. I know. And that's the thing is like, sometimes I'm like, oh, this is good. Like make me want it a little bit more. And so like, sometimes it makes me remember things if I like can't binge it all at one time because I'm ruminating on it. But it's also Mm -hmm. really fucking annoying when you're like, I want want to wait. We have a notes app to remind us what we're we're (laughs) watching. I love your media organization. You're like, okay, no. Yeah. No, that's amazing. I love it. Um, Okay. Christy. Okay. So. My current one is this is another one I have to wait every week, which is so annoying. Is murders only in the building? Are you watching this, Hillary? No, but I need Ugh. to. I really, I know my parents even were like, it's really good. I need to yeah. get in on it. I was a little bit nervous about it because while I love Steve Martin, I love uh, Martin mm-hmm. Short. They're very like, hello, here I am. And sometimes I'm like, totally. Okay, like, but I heard that yeah, they like kind of tone it down a little bit. Well, Steve Martin does. Yes. <laughs> But that's okay when there's like not two people doing that, you know, right. There there can be one person doing that. So it checks all my boxes of making fun of boomers um, and podcasts. I, I'm not so much of a true crime. So the premise is, is that um, there's this, it's basically serial. Let's be honest. I mean, they even have serial like music that plays between things, which is really funny. Um, And Tina Fey, plays uh sarah koenig koenig yeah, uh, or whatever it is yeah. koenig yeah um and they 
they're obsessed with it. So it's Steve Martin, they, and they don't know each other. So Steve Martin and Martin Short and then Selena Gomez are all obsessed with the show. And something happens in their building, like the power goes out or something, right, Jeremy? I don't remember. Anyways, they have to go to... The internet's out, yeah, so they go to out. a local restaurant, and they're like, wait, you listen to this? And so they sit together, and they like talk about their theories about who did it, and like they can't believe it, or whatever. And then a murder happens in their building, and so they're like, let's do a podcast about this. <laughs> and so they're like, and it's always funny, because they're like, we have, we're going to disappoint our 17 listeners. So they like <laughs> um, don't have many listeners, and always like... Martin Short has this giant boom mic and he's like, say that again. And he's like putting it in people's faces. <laughs> and they're sponsored by a Greek restaurant. Yeah, and, they're sponsored. And Martin by- Short is always talking about how you can have dips as a meal. Yeah, and he's, he's like walking he's around hummus. the tubs of hummus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's my heart, right? Appetizers yes, all the time. Yes, of course. But it's just funny because Selena Gomez is like, no, you can't say those things anymore. And it's just really funny. And they're like <laughs> texting her, but like signing off like, thanks, um, love this person. And she's like, don't sign your text. Like, <laughs> it's fine. And they're always trying to figure out what she's doing. Like, what does that emoji mean? Is is that a good one or a bad one? So it's really funny. I highly recommend it. It's on it's on Hulu, right? Is that right? Yes. Okay. All right. And when we out. first watched it, Jeremy was like, this is so fake. People don't listen to podcasts like this. And I was like, actually, it Ooh. happened at my work. Everybody yeah. was obsessed with cereal. Oh we God. would, if it dropped, like, I don't even remember what time it would, but if it dropped in the middle of the day, we would get a meeting room and listen to it <laughs> together. I remember being, it came out when I was um, pregnant with Rory. And I remember, um, like, the finale came out after Rory was born and obviously I was up in the fucking middle of the night and I remember being the only reason I was excited is I got to hear the finale of um cereal before like anybody else I was like I get to hear it before anybody else because I'm I'm awake right now and even and then at my new job everyone was obsessed with it so it had already been long gone and everybody was obsessed with it and I said we should add um to an interview question should be is Adnan guilty or not oh and then we decide from there <laughs> that's a really good question because i right? like i've i've gone so back and forth on things that i'm like mm-hmm. i need to hmm, interesting yeah. uh <laughs> so definitely watch it but yeah i think it ends in maybe two or three weeks so wait until then you can just binge it my only like insider knowledge is one of my friends um cousins is married to steve martin and she texted me and she told me steve said that he and martin just love selena but it was like before the show came out and i was like so you're like why what and i was like why (laughs) would they ever like i don't understand how these group of people are hanging out that's like i understand steve martin and martin short like they're friends yes but like where does selena gomez fit into this right what's happening but so i'm happy to hear that yeah um okay jeremy next yes yeah so <laughs> next up for me is reddit uh i need you and, to help me because i'm scared okay. of reddit except you know like what? except like one like I, i'll go to the podcast one where they talk shit about podcasters and i really like that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> yeah yeah so i i completely understand that and i was the same way for a really long time uh like until i think two ish years ago um, I just had this impression of Reddit like as this really cringy like neckbeard yeah. grossness area. Like there or, is uh, that. 
like which is true for yeah. like four chani or eight yeah kind like of deal. yeah a lot of places on the internet yeah. uh it is you know it has its corners that are not super great and i will say that you definitely have to put on your critical thinking cap yeah uh, as you're on there <laughs> looking at stuff because the content is like being brought by just normal people and the comments and all that stuff um and so you know there's 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 that uh but yeah i mean it's kind of like i think of it like the hive mind on display almost uh and one of the big ways that i use it is for shopping uh to like not to actually shop as much as figure out like like what I should get. So like if I'm going to get a new drill, for, uh, I'll, I'll go on there and you just go to Google and type, what's the best drill Reddit 2021. And then just start clicking around. And I guarantee you there's a subreddit somewhere that's about drills or drill enthusiasts or whatever. <laughs> and I guarantee you that everybody goes in there and says, what's a good starter drill or whatever. Ooh. And then you go to the about section. They usually have like an FAQ. You can click through the comments. You can search for stuff. Uh, and so it's like it's like interactive Amazon reviews, uh, you know, cool. and, and recommendations, but from actual people that will talk about their experience using them and stuff. So I use it a lot for that. Um, I use it a lot for like... Uh, you know, similar types of research on just about anything. Like if you get into a show, you can go on the subreddit for it. And I guarantee you like every weird piece of news or gossip or whatever background info about the show, like is going to come there. You get to see everybody else discussing it. And I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a fun place and there will literally be something for everybody. Yeah. (laughs) I, I guarantee it. Yeah. No, it's, I, um, my favorite podcast, which I will not promote in my things, Blink Check. There's a hearty subreddit. Now, you have to be a little bit careful because there's definitely like film bros on there. that I'm like, shut the fuck up. But um, <laughs> but there there's some good discussion and they find some some good kind of nuggets from the show. So I, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, it is fun. It's just it's sometimes scary, but fun. If you find your niche there, I think that's the, the key with it. Um. Okay, uh, my second one is a podcast. It's Bad Blood, the final chapter, which is no. about <laughs> obsessed. <laughs> I know it's about it's by Chan Carreyrou. It's the about the Theranos trial. By the way, I'm whispering this. It's fine because I think it's public knowledge. But um, one, I have a friend who's like, it's not like I'm friends with him on Facebook, but it's not like somebody I would call up. But it was a friend that was in when I lived in Berkeley and he is the attorney for he's an attorney for Sonny Balwani. And I'm like, what? No. I know. I know. I'm like, I mean, he works for a big law firm, so I don't think it's like he's some, you know, single attorney or whatever. But anyway, but uh, it, anyway, this is about Theranos, about uh, Elizabeth Holmes. And it's sort of, I read the book or I listened to the book and uh, this is just sort of like follow up information while the trial is going on. And I, it is, the more I listen to it, and when I listened to the book, I was like, yeah, she's full of shit. When you're listening to mm-hmm. this, you're like, oh my God, she's, men are so dumb. They're like this like moderately attractive blonde woman. She's it, like 19. Yeah. Right. At the time. Coax them into believing bullshit, like total bull. She's not a scientist. Like she's a tech mm. person. This is a very scientific thing that almost any scientist is like, no, that's not possible. Like you right. cannot do that. I, we wish we could do that. That would be great if you could do that. But she just like 
bilks people out of money and it is crazy. And they were just so obsessed with the press and, you know, but then when she starts, they kind of start circling on her. She, you could hear it in her voice. Even if you weren't positioned to listen to her voice in like a tense way, you're like, Oh, she's scared right now. And you can hear it. And people just bought into the bullshit. And it's crazy. A, a white woman, a blonde white woman was able to, everybody thought, Oh, this is, this is our, you know, our next Steve jobs, but she's a woman, which is even better. And she's hot. Um, but it's, it's, they're pretty quick episodes and I find it very, very entertaining. And it's, I would recommend reading the book cause he does a lot of research, yes. but, um, there's a documentary about it. Yeah. On HBO yeah. Show, I, think. I mean, there's a lot, I, th- I mean, probably also we are hopped up because she is a good looking lady, but she, but the crazy thing is how much money she got. And she was a quote unquote billionaire without like having a product at all. Mm-hmm. And just like scamming people, it's scamming Walgreens and scamming yeah. like, the military. And stuff. Who was that really famous person that gave her a bunch? of money well what's his face george schultz who was the um former secretary of state i think yeah like wasn't there who was it there was somebody else that gave her a lot of money now i can't remember who it was but yes i mean she got a lot of people in i think people were just like okay they put together a good package and this sounds great and you know probably like chrissy for somebody like you who um you know say you had a serious medical issue and you had to get a lot of blood drawn for you somebody who's like sort of scared oh, this of needles, would be amazing you, yeah you would be like great are you serious you just have to prick my finger and like that's it mm. you can find like a slew of things and it's just it's not really possible not right now mm. at least oh i found it henry kissinger oh right right right, right, right. like right. he may have to like like be like go on trial like he's gonna I have mean, to be a witness it's so embarrassing oh it's, Ru- rupert murdoch yeah Oh yeah, all yeah. these guys were just all like, these. I think like now Berkshire Hathaway. Now we just need to do it with the rest of the CEOs for startups, right? Like, let's just <laughs> um, go one by one. So, my boss, my super rich boss, was a, a angel investor, I guess they call it. Um, yeah, and it was well known that if you wore a short skirt, and Ew. or if if you were a woman and you if the, a CEO brought in. And she didn't even sometimes have anything to do with the business. If she wore a short skirt, he, they would walk away with a check. And that is true until I started working there. And then <laughs> You're like, cut, ah, ah, cut ah. this off, shit off. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how did you do that? Um, I So he used to have five to six meetings with people a day. And I cut it off mm-hmm. where they had to filter through me and then through his investment advisor that he didn't have before. Mm-hmm. And then barely anyone got through the door and when they did those shady people, like we, I was interviewed by the FBI at one point, um, because of a shady Shaderson that got $3 million from him God. and didn't have a product. <laughs> so and he went to jail. The guy went to jail. Eat the rich. Like, yep. <laughs> but also just wear shorts. short are so yes. dumb. Like, yeah, dude, you're almost 90. <laughs> like, put it away. She like. doesn't like you. I promise. <laughs> right. Oh, so embarrassing. I mean, you can like anyone if you're going to walk away with a million dollar check. Hell yeah. For, I mean, sure. For 30 minutes, right? Yeah. 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 I can get it up for that. Um, okay. Uh, Christy, your next one. Okay. So mine is also a podcast and it goes off of Hillary's recommendation last week of the um, Lula Rich. This is a podcast. I guess it's been going on for a while, but this was someone that was featured in the show. The lady who was like, oh my God, I'm in a cult. Um, Her name is Roberta. Yeah. 
she's had this podcast for a while. Now I will say the production quality is terrible. Um, <laughs> and it, it sounds like she's in like, Jeremy, what do you think? Like a tin can. Um, and she's using that app, the anchor app, which is really cool, but she's not editing it right. And so like it cuts her off like mid sentence all the time. <laughs> um, but other than that, it is great. And what she did is a special. So she, the the show used to just be about MLMs in general. And now after Lula Bitch came out, she's like, I'm going to interview every person that was in the show. And so she's been doing this and every day has put out a podcast with an interview of someone that was in the show. And it's great. Ooh, I love it because there was so much cut out. The only thing that's a little frustrating beyond what Christy said is that uh, it a lot of the conversations are like very inside baseball with <laughs> Lou LaRoe. And so they just like reference things that happened or stories yeah. or whatever that like you have no idea what's going on. Uh, but it's yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not for an audience that doesn't no but then i just google stuff there'll be like remember the racist leggings and i'm like google. <laughs> oh my God. it's like a different version of the crown you're like Wikipedia. Yes, very different. but it's all online right because they were taught to like facebook live instagram like everything was like so public and online that it's easy to find all this stuff so i'm very excited that's awesome About i'm that. definitely gonna have to add it because i've yeah. been kind of plowing through some podcasts on some older podcasts that I've been listening to. I've been like, eh, I'm not as interested. So I need some, a new interest. Um, okay. Jeremy, let's circle back. Yes. yes. To some space stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, space stuff. I had some recommendations for uh, space movies, both like learning ones, <laughs> learning ones and, uh, you know, entertaining ones. Um, the first one, this is definitely an, an educational one, but it is one of the most well done series that I've seen about space. It's super, super interesting, even to people that aren't into space stuff, at least according to everybody that I've forced to watch it. Uh, but it's called One Strange Rock. It used to be on Netflix, but it recently jumped over to Disney+. Plus. Hmm. And it's actually hosted by Will Smith <gasps> and uh, they'll, you know, talk about they pick like a subject like the, you know, the atmosphere and they do like a deep dive on that for an hour. Uh, it's broken up into like one hour shows. And I actually just saw that there was a season two. So <laughs> I'll have to go poke around with that. But they switch between narration from Will Smith talking with actual scientists and then interviews with astronauts um, that have, you know, had a very different perspective on stuff. Uh, so that's the first one I would recommend. Christy, did I make you watch that? No. Oh. <laughs> You're like, right. mm. well, oh, no, I will now. <laughs> Is it equivalent to Friday Night Lights? No, <laughs> In a, it's a very different way. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then the second one, which is actually the second and third one, is a movie called For All Mankind. Oh. Uh, yeah. And it's also a TV show <laughs> called For All Mankind. So the movie came out in the eighties. It's documentary. It's available on HBO Max. Uh if if you're, you know, curious about old sixties space history, uh all the way up to like Hubble times. It's a really interesting perspective on that. I remember seeing it as a kid and walking out of it uh, 
in tears because I realized I would never be an astronaut. Oh, <laughs> baby. Was, oh, but uh, say what your parents cool. said after that. Uh, I don't remember. They said, yeah, you never. They told you that. Oh, yeah. No, my parents are the ones that told me that. <laughs> you can't achieve apply. it. He was uh, like super and excited been, and they're like, yeah. yeah." Since just, kindergarten, I would wanted to be an astronaut. So thanks. Thanks, mom and dad. (laughs) Um, But yeah. And then the show is really interesting. It's on Disney Plus and it's uh, it's like what if Russia got to the moon first? And um, they also let ladies in space, which is weird. They get their periods. You can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But there's also some interesting like, you know, there's a person in the show that ends up being um, closeted. And it's, you know, it's back in the like 70s, 80s. And so it's like talking about kind of their experience um, having to be closeted at at that time. And it's interesting. Cool. Yeah. Well, Michael Livingston, if you're listening, he loves space too. (laughs) Plus plus they bring machine guns on the moon, which is. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) How does that work? Right? They didn't know if it was going to work. That was the whole thing. Let's just say it doesn't go very well for anybody. No. (laughs) Um, Okay. Moving on to my last one. It's another podcast. Um, I just started listening to this last week because I'd heard. Obviously, it's like semi-local, but um, it's a podcast called South Lake, which is produced by NBC News, which sometimes I don't really like when super professional like TV because people like produce shows or like when Wondery produces shows. It's like too mm. produced almost yeah. like there's something weird about it. However, this is a good show. South Lake is a suburb of Dallas. Now, I'm a snob because where I grew up in Dallas is like more in Dallas, like it's very close to downtown. So I'm like, that's the only good, like that's the only like fancy part of Dallas. South Lake actually is a really nice part. It's just a farther out suburb. It's huge houses and it's a newer suburb. I mean, it was probably eighties, nineties, I think. Anyway, they had, um, they've had like in the past five years, just like there were kids caught saying the N word on, you know, Snapchat or whatever. And so they had kind of this town reckoning, which was like, good in some ways. In some ways, people were really coming together. And then for whatever reason, I mean, probably with COVID and, and Black Lives Matter and, you know, George Floyd, like the people started going on. And I'm not saying this is right. It was just like a push people off to the side. And now it's, it's horrifying to listen to. Like my dad said, I almost want to throw up when I'm listening to it because these dumb ass white people are just, and they're just like, it's very anti, you know, they're very anti-critical race theory. And they're, uh, whenever I see somebody standing up at a school board or like city council thing, <laughs> you're like, this isn't going to be good. But the podcast is really interesting. And yes, it's Texas. And I understand that Texas is Texas, but this is like a city. Like it's, not, you know, it's outside of Dallas. It's not in the middle of nowhere. And it just shows like anywhere you go, white people are just trying to hold on to the narrative. Like what we were talking about before, they're trying to hold on the narrative that they're the heroes of the story and any sort of condemnation of how you are raised is bad. And we can't address that. And it's like, um, you know, it's just breaking the, the, mold of this like sort of idyllic uh town but i i it's again they they did a really good job and they interviewed a lot of people and then again like i was talking about before the interesting slash bad thing about texas is that you can record somebody without them knowing it (laughs) um it's legal here so they have a lot of calls and 
um, meetings that are recorded surreptitiously and it's pretty illuminating. And just like these administrators talking to children, some that are like, you know, non, um, gender conforming children that are being made fun of. Cause it's not all just race. It's also just like anybody outside of the norm is kind of being commented on and she's getting really upset. And the guy is like, it's funny because it's like, he's nice. Like the, the administrator is a nice, he seems like nice, but he calls her sweetie and he's really condescending. And I just can imagine as a 17, 16, 17 year old, you're like, okay, this is an adult and he's in charge of me. But like, that's bullshit. Anyway, it's, I found it, I found it really interesting. And they, um, they did a really nice job with it. So I, South Lake, uh, NBC news, uh, production. I recommend. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, and Christy, your sort of final one. Yeah. Um, my last one, <laughs> we don't have to. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, is a new show on Hulu called Reservation Dogs. It, have you watched this, Hillary? No, I haven't watched it, but I've heard a lot of really good things about oh, it. Oh my gosh. It's so good. So it's a, um, Taika Watiki. It's like his year. Like, yeah. And, um. He's dating Rita Ora. Maybe right. Tessa he Thompson in, sometimes. He like stole the show in the movie Free Guy. Like yeah. there's so much. Um, and a man named Sterling Harjo, which I had never heard of. But anyways, it's about four teenagers that um, live on a reservation in Oklahoma. Their friend, we haven't got to the episode where we find out wh- how the friend died, but um, their one of their best friends dies. And then they decide we need to get out of here. And so they start saving money to go to California. They don't have a plan when they get to California, but just like we need to get off this reservation and we need to get to California and they do so by like stealing copper and um, they like stole a chip truck that was filled with like basically what is our flaming hot Cheetos (laughs) (laughs) and just like I love it because all of the directors and the writers are all indigenous people. Most of the people on the show are except for like random white people that are so bad and so terrible and so funny. And like, I was laughing so hard at an episode a couple days ago. Jeremy's like, are you stoned? And I'm like, no, I just love it. It's just so funny. I highly recommend it. I love it so much. Um, I'm sad that there's only like eight episodes and Hopefully it gets a second season, but it is on FX on Hulu. So I don't understand all these. Like, I don't even understand that. It's no. so confusing to we me. We pay for Hulu. If anybody so wants our it. cable login, let me yeah. just shoot me an email. So I'll I don't know. Can you watch it on, on FX? Like, cause that was the Kevin can fuck himself was yes. on FX, but also on Hulu. So I don't know how it works, but yeah, uh, Hulu will get it to you eventually who yeah. like that's what I think I was having a problem with the um what we were talking about before we started recording was the uh American whatever the um, crime story that Monica Lewinsky mm-hmm. one and I'm like is it on Hulu or is it on like I don't really yeah. understand you know or is it on just FX it's, I feel like his stuff is usually on FX first right yeah yeah I think so I don't and then eventually I know I'm like I'd watch it if it was on Hulu right um <laughs> Uh, but Christy, you know, briefly address your bonus because we, I think we both recommended to Lasso yeah. like yeah. last, last season. I just like last season was so good. It's just out of the norm of anything that I've ever seen before. Um, award winning like Emmys yes. and Peabody awards, like yep. so much great stuff. And this season people aren't liking it because it's not like super positive. They're like digging into like mental illness Mm -hmm. and like 
I I just I think I like season two better. It's just different, but I like it better. And there have been some episodes where I'm just like multiple times crying for like sadness and mm-hmm. happy and sad. And I think that the Christmas episode is probably something I'm going to have to watch every Christmas. Totally. Like, oh, it's a perfect it's, Christmas. It's kind amazing. of like it has. I'm. It's like um, love actually. And I, I know that love actually is like weird and problematic, but there's a part where they like go to the to doors over and over again that reminded yes. me of love. Act- like the best parts of love actually. You're like, Oh, this is so yes, sweet. The best parts of love actually is yeah. definitely. And then there was one where they kind of spoofed on every rom-com. Mm-hmm. And so I want to rewatch that one. Most of them. I'm like, I need to rewatch this and see which one they're like talking about in each totally. one. Most of them totally. I could, but I need to see that. It's just, it's just so great and heartwarming. It really is. And it is. Yeah, it is. But also like, not always easy. Like it's some parts mm-hmm. of it are complicated and people have dimensions. And yes, Ted is like this, like very cheery character, but he is in this season, he's very dimensional. And I think that that's yep. cool. There's a reason and he's sort of like so happy all the time. It's like almost to cover up the fact that he's probably like desperately yeah. sad. Oh yeah. Like toxic positivity, right? Yes. Yes. Like, yeah, we got a little bit of it last season. Like, Oh, he's like super funny and has the puns, but then he's like drinking alone yes. at home all the time. Yeah. Like, so they really get into it this yeah. season and I really liked it. And they made a joke about the great, great British bake off. <laughs> Which circles back. Yes. Um, no, I, I'm two episodes behind, but I'm going to catch up this weekend. So Christy, you and I will discuss yes. come Sunday. Yes. Text yes. me as soon as I will. Watch it. I will. I mean, you're watching it with Dave, so you have to wait, right? Uh, I skipped ahead of him. I was like, sorry, I have oh. to tell you something. Sorry. I, I watched it without you. I kind of cheated you, on you. You <laughs> show cheated on I Dave. Did. And then you can Confessed it? Because I can't. Why wouldn't you just I, keep it secret? I can't think the funk if he's like, let's watch it together. I'd be like, I can't. I'm going to just. Just I, let him feel happy. <laughs> he's fine. He's just. He is fine. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's watching Vampire Diaries right now, so I, I yeah, he has the weirdest it. taste <laughs> in shows. He does, so yeah. it's I will let him be with that. Um, okay, well, I guess the question of the week is, what is your current? And I'm limiting everybody. Sorry to your current one, one, one pop culture. Get obsession. a get your own show if you want three. <laughs> yeah, we get three, maybe four. Yeah. You get one, but tell us on the Facebook page. Um, okay, so really quickly, I I said teacher recommends. I don't have anything because we kind of like just did it all before. But I do actually have like a non media related one. I love I, this. One. <laughs> I this week got the and I this is it's it's karma because the other day I was like I really haven't had a big zit in a long time and really like my acne days my really bad ones were like in my mid-20s when I hated my job and I was probably like drinking and smoking and doing too many drugs and just like not getting enough sleep not taking care of myself I had really bad that like that cystic acne that just like oh it hurts anyway I was kind of being pompous thinking oh I haven't really had a big zit in a while well guess what right on my cheek there's like a huge ass zit that comes okay so I'm not saying that these actually like take care of your zits necessarily. I have medicine that does that. What this, these are pimple patches and I have linked it to Ulta, not Amazon, which is where I got them, but Ulta also sells them. Um, it is like a, like a sticker almost that you put on your zit to cover it up. And it has some sort of, I don't know, arbitrary like medicine in it. And maybe that works, but really what it does is it helps me 
because I'm a child and I touch my zit every once in a while. And I'm like, ow, is it going down? Ow, it's not going down. <laughs> and I touch there? it. And so I have like, you know, germs and bacteria and dirt on my hands probably. So I just make it way, way worse. So I have been wearing these all week and like it's gone down. It's still there, but it's gone down and I wear it to work and I don't give a fuck. So anyway, these things are great. Nice. And if Love you it. have a big zit, what, what I have found that it actually really does help with if you, this is so gross. Sorry guys. If you have a zit that actually has like, has a head, it does help with that. Like it, cause if it's like come to fruit, it'll help like tone that down. Now the one particular zit that I have is like just one of those. Those are the worst. The worst. Because you can't yeah. do anything about them. So anyway, yeah. buy these to protect yourself if you're I like I just hope, always hope that they get covered up by my mask. Well, the, Or I just wear really big masks. Well, <laughs> I mean, on day to day, yes, my mask does care, um, you know, cover it up. At my desk, like, because the rules are so stupid at work, it's like, when you're walking around, you need to wear a mask. But like, if you're at your desk, you don't. I'm like, okay, well. Okay, that doesn't really make any sense, but sure. Um, anyway, so I don't really care. My kids keep pointing them out. Rory said, you have a big zit there. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Rude. Rude. Don't point it out. I'm beautiful. I'm your mommy. Um, anyway, that's it. That's my recommend. So, Jeremy, do you want to tell us how to get involved? I would love to, Hillary. Thanks for asking. <laughs> your listeners can head on over to thisshowhaseverything.com. They can drop you a line at throwyourphone.com. They can, of course, find you in your delightful uh, Emmy live streams <laughs> on yes. your Facebook group. Just search for Tishi and look for the big orange logo. Uh, you can find Twitter where I recall Bobby posts at least once a week uh, at tshishow.com. No, just that's Twitter. There's no dot .com. Uh, or you can email... Uh, at tishi at 10710.com or send a voice memo oh via email i'm like where's the phone number <laughs> um or you can fax bobby your butt at 617-354-8513 carry uh, this last line yes mm -hmm. you do do it oh all right thanks for joining uh us and that was everything <laughs> <laughs> yay you did it <laughs> Good job, guys. We did it.
So 